It's nice. All right, yeah, we're recording, bro. Okay, man. Uh, let's see. How do I want to start this? Uh, hello to everybody out there in Indianapolis or anywhere around the world. You know, my name is Draco McCoy, and uh, I wanted to go ahead and start this off by saying, uh, um, thank you for listening to my voice. Thank you for supporting me and. Uh, thanks for joining me on this journey, joining me, you know? I appreciate y'all. Uh, I kind of started thinking a while back that I wanted to find a way to uh, reach the people out there in another way besides just uh, making music, releasing stuff, traveling around and stuff like that. Uh, I want y'all to hear nice, nice experiences and stories from uh, other people in Indianapolis and Indiana um, that inspire me and kind of get me moving and help me wake up every day and figure out what goals I want to reach in the future, you know? I'm bad at talking. I want to get better at it. I want to get better at at expressing myself and everything, but also I I do want to use this as a way to let y'all hear other people's experiences and uh, how other people here do what they do. There's a lot of amazing people in Indiana, and uh, we've all been been moving. We've been making it happen, you know, one day at a time. Uh, Right now, I got somebody in front of me that has inspired me for a long time. Uh, it's been years and years and years of him working, me peeping, everything he's been on. Uh, my man, Oreo Jones. What's right? good? What he's up, what up? Man. <laughs> look, man. And look, I don't got no name for this podcast yet. I'm I'm thinking, bro. I don't even fucking know, man. You cool, bro. Yo, yeah. I'm going to call this shit the Draco McCoy show right now. <laughs> so I think of a cool ass name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, bro. Hey, hey, let's go ahead and get this bitch started, right? Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, happy, what's up? Happy birthday, dude. Oh, yeah, but yeah, my birthday is a couple days. <laughs> happy fucking birthday. What'd you yeah. do? I know you went over to Jailbird. Yeah, went down the street in the Garfield Park uh, yeah. to Jailbird. It was nice. I heard they got good food and they shit. They got great food there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Snapping. Then, Tried to have a pool party, but it rained out on your boy. So. What? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I was hey. like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump, bro, just chilling with the of rain course. pouring. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all right, cool. Nah, so look, look, look. Yeah. Let's see. What do I want to start? Because I want to go ahead and like kind of go back to how I first saw you. Wait, hold okay. on. Let me take one of these fucking headphones off my head. Yeah, ear. is that messing you up? A little bit. It's cool. So... What I wanted to first talk about was the first time that I had peeped one of your music videos, you know? It was, um, I forget the song, but this video, you was, I think downtown or some shit, and y'all was working out. I was oh, with this yeah. girl, and she was showing it to me, and I was like, yo, who is that? And that's like when I first started getting into all the local hip-hop and everything, and I was like, what the fuck? This yeah. shit is crazy. That's Cordon Blue, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, that's my first video I ever shot, yeah. Bro, that video is nuts. Yeah. I loved it. And... I feel like, for some reason, I don't even know why, I just decided to start paying attention to you. You know what I mean? Uh, It's been crazy, though, since I started coming out. I remember I first started, like, DMing serious. Like, what the heck do I need to do to get out of here? I was so lost, bro. I was like, what? I started, like... Being around the spoken word and shit like that, I was That's like, "Yo, where's everybody rapping at? I don't even know." That, you know, people say like, well, "How do I start or what do I do?" And and they they're apprehensive about reaching out to people, but I was doing that shit too when I was coming up. Yeah, being like, where do I go? What do I do? Who do I mm-hmm. talk to? I'm trying to play every show I could possibly can. So when people think like, should I just like reach out? Yeah, I feel like it's everyone does that. It's the craziest. It's part. not. It's not like I just like appeared one day and it's like. Bam, I'm here doing my thing, you know, I did kind of, but there was a, a a a period where I was reaching out and being like, where do I go? Yeah. Who do I talk to? What well, I'm trying to be in it, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, yeah. taking that first step is the the most important part, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I feel like once I kind of got around and cuz that's all serious say, he said, bro, you just got to pop out. You really got to come around and shake hands with everybody and and yeah. see what's up for yourself. Pay a cover, um, check a show out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Go, go out and support, and yeah. and if you like something, stick around. If you don't, just keep looking, you yep. know. And that was a uh, that's what made me feel a little more at home when I got around the Fountain Square area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, I remember just walking up and 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 I went to some show. I forget where it was, but it was definitely at a house, and it's definitely just stupid fat. It was awesome. Everybody was acting crazy. Everybody was acting crazy. Um, but 
I know you do a lot of things. You mm -hmm. do uh, music. You're in a band. Mm -hmm. uh, you do uh, Trees, mm -hmm. which is a music festival in Indianapolis. Um, what don't you do, to be honest? <laughs> yeah. Right? I manage an art gallery. Yeah. Help out the radio station. Yeah. Do You've been doing all stuff. type of shit. Crazy. <laughs> all right. But look. Yeah. I guess I wanted to start with the rap. You know, yeah, yeah, naturally, up. naturally, that's how it all began. That's yeah. how I got, got from the yeah. from the beginning, day one. Yeah, and when you start, when did you first, first, first write a rhyme? You remember? Yeah. So the first time I ever wrote a rhyme was actually in high school. I was a junior in high school, and uh, I was in Mr. Kovach's class. And it was a public speaking class, mm -hmm. and we had a poetry jam unit. Like you had like units, or it was like debate, or like poetry, or just random shit. And I was like, man, I'm going to write a rap. And I took uh, Dr. Dre, Chronic 2001. It's like, this date me, you know, the, the instrumentals. Yeah. Of just the album. And I just started writing, like, just about people in the class, just, like, clowning on everyone. <laughs> and, yeah, it, was, it felt so natural. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Uh, and then I stopped. It was, like, a year or so, whatever. It wasn't until I, I moved uh, to Indianapolis where... I actually started recording and like making music and making beats on MTV Music Generator and shit like that. How old? How old were you then? Uh, so I was a junior in high school, so like sixteen. Yeah, yeah. it's probably like sixteen. That's tight. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Warsaw, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like shit, like two and a half hours up northwest Indiana. Yeah, just mm. small ass lake town. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's where it all began. I, I mean, I first started making music with, uh, with, through punk bands, Screaming Hemorrhoids. My first time I attempted music was through punk and hardcore scene was pretty. That's actually one there. of my questions because I, I listened yeah. to one of the podcasts. They talked about you. Uh, you mentioned being in a band in uh, mm -hmm. what in high school? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Screaming Hemorrhoids. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. We were gonna be Mr. Belding and the AC Slaters, but we're like, nah, that's not that's not hard enough. So. Yeah, you're hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hell nah. Yeah, bro, you snapping. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So what came first? Was it um I know you started rapping, you started the band. Yeah, yeah. So uh, but around what time did you decide to just go ahead and end up with a rap career? Yeah, so it was probably I went I came down came down to Indy to uh to start doing school, to go to college. Mm -hmm. Uh it was probably my Mm, probably like sophomore junior year in college i i started like really writing let's say when i first moved here like my freshman year of college i didn't know anyone here at all whatsoever mm -hmm. i didn't have any friends all of my was my pops and my cousins where were you going for uh so i was communications at first nice. yeah mm -hmm. yep. and then i eventually focused on Af afro-american studies and just kind of just figuring out what the fuck I'm trying to do. For sure. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, I had buddies that were all partying and shit. And I'd just be in my room just smoking weed and <laughs> making beats on MTV Music Generator and writing. Naturally, naturally. So I'd write all these rhymes. I didn't record anything. I would just write and write and write, write and write and write. Um, and then I moved to Arizona. I got an internship for this radio station, 103.9 The Edge. Shout out. 1039 the edge in yeah, Phoenix. Let him know, let him know. So yeah, so I was uh I was in a straight up trailer, bro, in the middle of the desert, like North Phoenix, just like writing by myself. I didn't know anyone. I was in like complete isolation. You've been in some crazy situations. Yeah, so I was just writing. I was like, man, I gotta get back home. I'm gonna go back to the nap and this one I'm gonna like play shows. So that was I was rocking house parties at like Butler and you know, um, uh, North College, like all all, all around the town. Now, did you have like a, a like anybody you was rolling with around this time? No, so I was pretty much just like going, just going to parties. I remember Dorsh Deans. He DJed this party at Butler. He's a crazy musician from yeah. Jamaica, and I met him. I linked up with him and DJ Z. I met him uh, at Ivy Tech. I took a class, like one class there. I met met him, and he was like. I went back to his crib and I said all these records and he had a straight up setup, bro. And I That's was like, hard. whoa, this is crazy. It's like I'm a kid, like first time seeing like someone having the real deal, like setup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that was that. And then I linked up with my man, 90 Pounds, who is from my hometown of Warsaw. And at the time when I came back from Arizona, he was like getting into mad 
production. Like he was just making churning beats out like crazy. Like he was into like Jay Dilla and DJ Premier and like kind of just like at that time I feel like like early 2000s was like, you know, Kanye was doing the like like squirrel chipmunk samples and like I feel like a lot of stuff was sampled. You know what I'm saying? The I know vocal exactly what samples, you're talking about. Yeah. Like, that was like hitting. At least that was like what caught my ear, you know. Um and was he was crazy. before I, I took off to Arizona, he burnt me a CD just with hella beats and I was just writing and writing. I was like, Well shit, I got a damn near album on my hand. So the first time I put something out, the delicious, that was two thousand ten. That was the first time I put anything out on the internet. Uh let's see, you remember yeah. the setup you recorded it on? Yeah, so it was straight up garage band, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, it was yeah. the shittiest, bro. <laughs> I couldn't even hear myself on the headphones. I'm just <laughs> Nah, you was screaming. Yeah, I was. I couldn't hear myself, but boy, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, at, at ninety pounds at Trent's uh apartment. Yeah, he in this straight up closet, just jank ass setup, like barely could hear anything. That's beautiful. But like, honestly, it, that's that's. I feel like that's the way. You know, it's the way. Take yeah. it in your hands. And I feel real. like no matter what it was, like that moment, it felt like you just created like some, like a symphony. Like you created your opus. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that first one when it's just like it feels so good. It's it beautiful. felt like you just like took a big leap. You know, <laughs> you've been having this stuff all bottled up on uh, on paper and in your head, and you finally uh, get to create something. Then the next step is the vulnerability. You know, trying to put it out and. That's the that's yeah. the weird part, isn't it? Yeah, that's the that's the most like frightening part. I don't care what you're doing. Like, who's the first person you showed your music to? You remember? Man, I feel like it, it had to been my pops. Yeah, uh, I showed my mama. Yeah, she I, was like, "Yo, this shit trash." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delete my, this shit. <laughs> my pops, my pops is a jazz musician. He plays alto and tenor sax. So he was like, he never really got into hip hop and rap. He never yeah. really, but he, you know, I feel like he just gave me the, you know, all your parents do, like, oh yeah, keep it keep up, keep it up, yeah, keep Patch trying, on the head. It. yeah, yeah, type stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You said yeah. he's in, uh, he does jazz. Yeah, uh huh. You ever pick up anything? So I, I picked up. The trombone is as far as I got. You Word. know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, uh, in like eighth grade, but it wasn't until I got linked up with Charlene and White Moms where I started actually picking up like bass and keys and actually. I guess that's a good transition. In. But around what time did you? Uh, well, what comes first, White Moms or Ghost Gun Summer? Ghost Gun Summer, I believe. Around yeah. Year. Mm-hmm. So Ghost Gun was probably like. 2013 yeah. yeah yeah how far is that would you say that that was um let's see because i know there's there's the long experimental age yeah then you kind of get over um uh showing the world showing people dropping tapes and stuff like yeah, that touring, yeah touring yeah going all over so yeah. so when uh-huh. do you feel like things started going was it was it any time before it goes kind of something i mean yeah so shoot when i dropped the delicious uh that was on hype machine was a thing delicious uh, is a great name by yeah way. yeah the delicious ep <laughs> yeah uh, had the muff, uh, you know, had the Oreos, had like the, yeah. the the pretty girls eating the Oreos on the cover and stuff. Yeah, like totally cliche, You're like two thousand tens, nasty. So, uh, dropped the first single, Good Times, uh, and it went, it charted at like number five on Hype Machine. So back then, that was when like blogs, like I pretty much started in like the blog rap era where uh, like I totally remember, like when like Hype Machine and um, you know, I'm trying to think like two dope boys and like a fucking not uh, right. Yeah, yeah, like but like when it was like a thing when you were on a blog like where you could submit a song to them and they fuck with the on the strength of the song. Yeah. Before you could you actually paid and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's actually crazy because like and, my little brother wouldn't know shit about this shit. So it's like even and and it would make a difference. So yeah. like if you like we're on Pitchfork or, you know, yeah, Two Dope Boys or any of those, like, crazy blogs, Fake Short Drive, like, all that. It would, you know, you could use the strength of that and, like, get on, like, crazy tours. You could get shows. Uh, it was a, a thing. I'm going to blow your shit up. Ultimate yeah. cosign for Yeah, straight up. Yeah. And so before SoundCloud, I don't even know if Hype Machine is still a thing, but it was essentially like SoundCloud, but people could vote for it for it. Um DJs would would take pools of songs. 
and it was a thing. Yeah. Like when you you charted on it, like indie labels, little A and R's, people be scouring it, looking. And yeah, uh, so you went ahead and put your shit up there. So the week before I dropped the delicious, uh, the, again this is 2010. Uh, drop good times as signal, signal, and uh, yeah, it went. It was like number five. I was, you know, getting the dick tip from like all the like labels, being like, "What's your worth work ethic?" Yeah. Like, just hit me up like left and right, being like, "What's good? Can you tour three hundred days out of the year?" Blah blah blah. That's hard. Um, and and yeah, it started naturally. Just that was the first time I ever put anything out on the internet, and I was just like, kind of like acting like you know, just like I'm the shit. Which I am the shit, but I feel like I, when you're younger and you get all that for the first time, I mean, that's quick. And and you know, and when I was a kid, like growing up, I was pretty much a shadow. I wasn't like a popular kid by any means. So mm. like, you get all this like crazy attention. And around here, I feel like I was just like getting hit up left and right, He's getting like, money for yeah, yeah on getting on nigga. getting on crazy shows Big and stuff Oreo. like that. Yeah, yeah, I was flexing. <laughs> and so that I feel like I would say is like the first chapter of like. Me being a solo artist and just like just trying to flex so fucking hard yeah. and not even wanting to collab with them near anyone. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just, <laughs> was nasty, yeah, man. I was just like I didn't care. I know I really didn't have any regard for a lot of people, but I feel like it wasn't until Ghost Gun Summer was when I really tried to understand and look at the city of Indianapolis, specifically hip hop culture. And just the other people around me and realize we're all in this together. You well, know? you know, when you're younger anyways, way, yeah. you kind of tend to uh, kind of get stuck in your own mind. Straight up. Um, yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm going, I'm booking my own tours yeah. before Ghost Gun. I'm like, I'm going East Coast. Yeah. I'm going all, you know, I'm going all over. You're I'm in booking, your world. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm booking my own shows. I'm getting press. I'm yo. getting I'm getting written up in Vice. I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? Damn. I'm all like all not that that was you know back then it was a thing but like i was getting in these publications and stuff like that where i'm like ah why i don't need anyone else really yeah but it wasn't i feel until like i started making these friendships and actually really getting to hang out and actually talk to other people and listen to them is when i felt like it was the most virtuous thing well being here i think in what i feel like is is it's, uh even if you don't feel that way like like you know you don't need nobody or anything like that mm-hmm. it's easy very very easy to feel alone regardless sure. you know even no matter what side of the city you're from you know mm-hmm. if you if you don't if you don't surround yourself with other creatives it's kind of easy at least for me to feel a disconnect and feel like it's just me yeah you know especially because uh I don't know. I feel like everybody isn't really that big in, on the internet, like just posting and always uh, in everybody's faces in that way yeah. until about recently when that's kind of like the only way people communicate, only way people mm-hmm. drop stuff, only way to keep attention. Yeah. But back then, that was kind of the hardest like thing for me to find. You know, motherfuckers are still on Facebook. Yeah, MySpace operating, and yeah. like all that And stuff. I'm like, yo, how do, I, how do I find this? Where is it at? Yeah. What do I do? You know, yeah. the video, the, the experiences I've had, you can't search on the internet. Mm-mm. The people I've met, you can't you can't yeah. talk to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not going to find interviews of yeah. all of them. And uh, that's kind of the beauty of it, though, right? Going to a city where no one, like, you know completely no one. You yeah. have no idea com- have no idea where to begin to reach out to and you play a show and they're like oreo jones what's good yeah. like i fuck with your tape heavy blah blah you know what i'm saying like so in love. that is the there's nothing that can ever like really put into words that feeling it's or crazy. just being able to go somewhere and have an experience that in another state or another city where it's like yo my music literally got me here i feel like it doesn't matter at what level you're at your music just is it was the reason that you are at this point isn't that crazy though yeah i think that's the best part because even me and talking to you right now i'm i started what i started rapping about fifth grade that's when i first moved to indy mm-hmm. i don't have no family in indianapolis you yeah. know what i mean and i just feel like me taking the steps and 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 doing what i did personally and then coming around 
uh, it, it really did put things into perspective for me. And then getting the feedback from everybody, uh, mm-hmm. leaving the city and, and and hearing the same cool shit from everybody, being booked for these shows and shit, it's, mm-hmm. it's a different feeling, man. Yeah. It really is. And I realized the other day, I was like, wow, uh, people from high school and shit, you know, uh, I feel like at some point you decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And if you don't decide, you're just a, a human being. But it could, took me a minute to kind of realize, like, yo, I'm a rapper. Like, if somebody asks me, like, what I do, like, that's my career choice. That's what I'm on. That's it, kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. And it's it's frightening at the same time. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. you put your all into this, but... Especially in 2019, when you, like, tell someone that you're a rapper, they're like, what do you do? I'm a rapper. It's like, wow. So it's probably, like, 80% of this country this is occupied by rappers. Yeah, 100%. So... That's crazy. Uh, Okay, so... When did you link up with Ghost Gun Summer again? So, yeah. So, um, like I said, I went through my, like, big-headed, like, solo phase. Mm-hmm. And then it was probably, like, 2013. And who who's all in Ghost Gun Summer? So, Ghost Gun, it was Freddie Buns, G Granite, John Stamps, Sirius Black. Yeah. And then K-Nags uh, came in later on. And Adam Maddox as well, drumming. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So yeah, um, it started off. Uh, this was, yeah, like I said, to, like summer twenty thirteen. Um, they, I got booked to play. There's this like MFT had this uh, musical family tree. For those who don't know, it's like a not uh, music non for profit in Indianapolis yeah. that fosters and uh, tries to find ways to support. Indianapolis, or I'm sorry, Indiana music. Shout out to genre, him. Shout out to genres. Genres. So at this point, they were curating summer concert series at Broad Ripple Park. They hit me up, and uh, John Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, who was the executive director at the time, was like, yo, you should play this show. Uh, you should like have some rappers uh, join you who you want to rock with on stage. So at the time, I mean, I... A long history with with G Granite and and Freddie with the Gateway projects, yeah. the 420 projects. Love those. <laughs> and um, and then at the time, I feel like Stamps and Sirius were like up and coming. They're the new Jacks, and I was really a fan of them at the jump. So yeah, I had them. We all came on on stage and we all rocked a song a piece or there's a couple songs a piece. I remember it was like crazy because we're all cussing up a storm and like (laughs) the parks director was like, no cussing. Uh, I'm like, bro, this is a motherfucking rap show, bro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, shortly after that, Andy D, who uh, from here, shout out to Andy D. He's a road warrior. Like this dude, like tours at the time he was touring probably like 150 plus days out of the year wow booking his own tours diy style yeah, I know he's... all over the country from like new york all the way down south to florida all the way west to like spokane washington like this dude is like put Damn. miles him and his his wife v that's hard but um so he was like yo i'm doing this like three and a half four week tour you want to hop on with it and i was like yeah but let's get uh these dudes together, Stamps, Freddy, Gigi, uh, Nick, Sirius Black, and um, yeah, we we got on it. It was originally we were, we were just trying to mess with names because it was just all us solo, and then yeah, Ghost Gun Summer was was born, and um, that's hard. Yeah, uh, when did y'all first go on your first tour? So that was shoot, probably like. <sighs> 2014 did you have yeah. a project out already no we have y'all have... ever done a group project yeah we did yeah goth day at disneyland is the last oh, yeah, project yeah yeah we put yeah, out. yeah 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 that shit. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that shit was hard and that's everywhere so that was the last of uh, project we did but yeah but between 2013 uh, 2014 to um, maybe like 2017 2016 mm-hmm. yeah we probably went on. We were touring a couple, at least a couple times a year. We would and, and one one year or at least once a year. And for it was sure. all on your own, right? Yeah, we. So Andy D kind of showed us the ropes, and then we we hit the South heavy, and little to be known to us, like we started actually 
getting a fan base in just the South because we were hitting it so heavy. So we'd go down to Panama City Beach, you know, uh, St. Augustine. Like, we're hitting these Florida cities, and people are like, where's Ghost Gun? Let's go. Like, Now, how'd you, you, like, let's see, how'd you first – feel about performing did it take you a while to kind of get into it especially yeah. performing with a group of people so yeah with the group so like rewind when i first started performing like i would be out of breath after the first song <laughs> and i feel like a lot of people don't know that yeah but like when you first start rapping because you're just so damn hype and mm-hmm. your nerves are crazy i remember i'd just be winded i'd be like what the yeah it's I crazy, breathe. isn't it? Yeah. But then you like get the show stamina. And I remember like the first time I rocked a stage, I had my back turned to the crowd the whole time. I've seen that a few times. <laughs> yeah, like just straight up. Just like the whole Sometimes set. you just got to turn around. Say, say, and I was this. a teenager. You know what I mean? Like I was a kid. Yeah. But like fast forward, we we took it took some time for Ghost Gun to get uh, acquainted with each other because it was at a point where we would just do – like a couple of us would play three or four songs and the next person would go then yeah. the next person would go mm-hmm. and then we weren't like we kind of were just trying to get used to each other's chemistry and there'd be times where like stamps would be in the green room or at the bar like just getting loaded and we'd be like yo we're literally on stage playing and be like where the <laughs> fuck is stamps at <laughs> yeah. stamps baby yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and then we then we started like going back and forth, song for song, and then and then eventually evolved into us all doing songs together as a group. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine just uh, meeting a bunch of people and hitting the ground and, and going out of this, out of the city with them. Yeah, and, you know. And we, I mean, there. Shoot, I remember we went to South by Southwest. Uh, this was like 2015. Oh man! And we went out with board. So there was, bruh. Oh, I think I seen a video. So recap. there was. So we went down south to florida went new orleans and pretty much made our way out to austin and we had a couple showcases in, in texas for south by southwest and there was probably bruh i'm not bullshitting you there was probably like at least 15 to 20 people in our whole fucking camp in, like uh, yeah hell like hell <laughs> you know what i mean we had all aboard we had all of ghost gun we had like the th- five or six stragglers you know <laughs> <laughs> that were doing merch and yeah. putting air quotes up or like <laughs> just along for the party i mean we're going we're and we're hitting every damn thing as we're going out to austin so it's like college spring break in florida then we hit like St. Patty's Day in New Orleans, yeah. and then we hit Austin. So it's just like, bro, you just got to detox by the time you get back. Now, how much of that you feel like was worth it at the end of the day? So I mean, it, you know, it it gives and takes. You know, it's like there's shows that you play to you know a handful of people, and yeah. then there's shows that you pay, play to a packed out crowd. You make money, you, you sell shitload of merch. Now, honestly, I feel like I love smaller shows. You know, I love being personal with the people there, especially if that if I can catch their attention. Yeah. That's the best part, you know. Straight up. But yeah. uh, I feel like there's there's something interesting about being around people who've never seen mm-hmm. you in their life. You know. Yeah. I feel like you probably had the best uh, experience getting and practicing yeah. being in front of strangers. Every show, and by and you are on a three and a half week joint where you're playing every day. You yeah. maybe that one tour we went out for like four weeks. And we played a show every day. We only had like three days off. That's crazy. So you know, by the time you're done, you're you're tour tight, is what you know they say. Yeah. And you could do that in the back of your hand. And you know, you're doing shows with like a couple hundred people. You're doing shows with like maybe like six or seven people. Now I want to say like I guess just as a learning experience for anybody listening or or somebody who might be thinking about doing something like that. Uh, yeah. Let's say like uh, where were you sleeping? Would you eat? Well, how was it? Oh yeah, you're eating like shit. You're yeah. sleeping like shit. You're drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to, you know, especially if you're like on a DIY tour. Even yeah. if you're not on a DIY tour, you're on a tour where you're like support. You're like su- direct support for mm. someone big. Yeah. It's still a, a still a struggle. Like it's still like a physical, a mental thing. Like after two weeks, to me, I've been on I've been on a lot of tours, um, and 
I always say after two weeks, it's a mental head game. I can see that. So, like, you know, the first 10 days, like, everyone's like, yeah, you know, we're out we're away from home. You know, you don't have to worry about shit but getting up and making sure you make it to the next city. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like, unless you don't know anyone there or you have the budget to get hotels, like, you're sleeping, you're crashing on couches, you're sleeping in the van, um, your food, you got to, like, it took me a couple, excuse me, it took me a couple tours to realize that, like, you can't just be eating fast food. <laughs> you know, when you're younger, like, that was a thing, like, you know, go get hit the dollar menu, or, like, even when you hit every truck stop, you'd be uh, yeah. going and getting all the munchies Slapping and shit. fucking Slim Jim. Yeah, and yeah, cheddar, yeah. Uh, and that shit, <laughs> in the long run, will fuck you up, bro. For sure. And, just making sure that you're healthy mm-hmm. and you're drinking like emergency and making sure you're like hydrated. And another thing is like you're you're literally playing at clubs and bars. Yeah, that's right. What's every with, night. So, so like you ever, get there, you, you get ever there. Did it? Oh <laughs> hell yeah! And you go. So like imagine you're on like a damn near a two months joint, a month and a half joint, and. You every night you're going and they're giving you drink tickets yeah. every night. It's down a vacation, yeah. Fuck it. It's vacation, but it takes a toll on you no matter what. You yeah, know what I mean? And you gotta, sure. you know, at the end of the day, it's not a vacation. Because you're working. You're working. You're yeah. Working. You're trying you're trying to give your heart and soul every night. You're trying to make sure you're on your shit. You wanna make sure you're selling merch. Yeah. You wanna make sure, you know what I'm saying, you're you're, you know, in tone with the city making like connections i say making connections where i'm saying make making relationships and friendships so when you come back you know i mean you go hard and people want you to come back because that was the thing we play you know we'd have a shit show in like new orleans or you know i mean orlando or somewhere like that and they'd be like yo come back next time and i got you need to fuck this venue Come back next time. We got this other venue that's gonna be on and popping. See, that's the best. And sure part. enough, you come back. And it's crazy. It's, it's better. Yeah, it's crazy. and especially yeah. there's people that seen you before. Yeah. More people you can link up when you come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it. I, when I travel, I'm always by myself. Mm-hmm. I usually try to get in and out. You know, yeah. I don't. I've never been on tour yet, mainly because I don't know if I can. If I can just be on the road with certain people, I'll, I'll get stressed the fuck out, you know? Yeah. And also, I, I got a fear. I don't want to fucking have to take a shit somewhere except my <laughs> yeah. house. Like, I, I think it's a you thing. got to get over that, There might bro. be a word for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. But nah, like... But yeah, that's, I, that's important to have the chemistry and to be able to want to. That's why, like how bands broke up, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. From Motley Crue to damn near, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. And I know, At all levels, there's levels to it. Let's see. Let me see what else I wanted to talk about. Oh, actually, what's your favorite place you try to travel to? <sighs> Man, but for shows, for like, shows, not vacation, not vacation. Because I know you be traveling. Man, all right. So, uh, oh, man, do you go to shows often? Just to like visit, just yeah, to, you know, not, one of those I like visit, let's like go to just go Coachella actually, or some shit. I've never been to like a festival. Yeah, I've never been to like a Coachella, Lollapalooza, For or sure. like Pitchfork or anything like that. Because I always said like the only way I'd go to them is, is if, if I you play. Stay. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. It's like hard headed. I feel like my girl's always like because she loves going to like festivals and stuff like that, and she's yeah. like. You ain't gonna go to Flognaw. Why don't you go? Why don't you come on? Let's go. <laughs> this is lineups. I would love to, but uh, I don't like crowds. <laughs> yeah, straight you know, up. I don't want to be around a bunch. I want to be in the back in the AC, yeah. like zapping it up with meeting people, Facts. and then like sitting side stage, Just smoking I'm kind of blunts, a diva like that. Just fucking chilling. Yeah, right. straight up. Yeah, now nah, what's the what's best place you've been to? Uh, so th- to see a show or play a show? Play a show. To play a show. All right, so Austin, Texas is fire. Yeah. Um, I played this place called Peckerheads on 6. It was during South By. And that was when, like, South By was was dope. When, like, rap wasn't, a thi- like, crazy at, at the, the fest yet. I feel like around, like, this time, it's not even necessary for people... I know motherfuckers was risking it all to get to South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that deep. Motherfuckers will hitchhike to South so, by. So, like, in, like, the, you know, like... 
late 90s, early 2000s, like that was a thing. If you go out there, like actual A&Rs and people were at, or, you know, like trying to find people, right? Yeah. You don't have to do that. It's the internet now. Yeah. You don't have to. Life's different. Yeah. But for sure. Regard, but so that was, but man, there's this place in St. Augustine, Florida called Nobby's, which is like one of my favorite spots. Where? Yeah. It's like in the middle of the state. St. Augustine is supposedly the most haunted town in America. It's the oldest town in America. It was, like, founded in, like, 1850s. Oh, that's crazy. But, like, everyone's fucking a lunatic there. <laughs> like, hard. they're crazy, yeah. And we actually stayed at the venue at the Snobby's place and, like, had the whole bar to ourselves. That's like, we were just being, being wild as hell. Who was you yeah. with? Was it everybody? It was Ghost Gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was out definitely there getting legendary. nasty. <laughs> <laughs> getting crazy nah uh let's see shit oh you ever had a cool writer yeah hell yeah like where you just like said fuck it everything just beef it up. yeah oh, yeah yes yeah. 2000 no. wings hot wings only yeah so uh, um i feel like the first time i actually got asked for a writer was at a show at butler university yeah and i didn't know what a writer was i was like <laughs> i had to ask like the promoter i was like what's a writer i don't know what it means and I was they're so like, weird out when I, I was like y'all can ask for anything yeah i feel like i was like smoking cigarettes even at that point so i asked for like some parliaments and like a fifth of whiskey and like a case of beer and uh, yeah. i didn't ask for it in like ta- i didn't even really ask for like nintendo 64 games or like stupid shit like that yeah all i ever asked for is hot wings yeah and I mean, blue that's, cheese that's reasonable sprite cold sprite yeah <laughs> all right so i guess since we're on the show topic let's go ahead and breeze through uh mm-hmm. and talk about let's see the house show scene oh here. yeah 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 that's when i first came around uh, I know one of my first shows was the double house show uh, that we did in, at the Coast Sprite Mansion. Um, it was not a nine four five. You dubbed it the Cold Sprite Mansion. The Cold Sprite Mansion. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh my god, it was amazing. Well, we had a a, a rap show on one side and we had the band on the other side, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or was it alternating? I don't it remember. was alternating. Yeah, because it was nine four nine four seven and nine four five. The duplex. Yeah. yeah it was really R. crazy. Yeah. RIP for sure. That was great, great <clears throat> times. Uh, I know when when I first came around, I didn't even understand how everybody was coming together <laughs> in such tight spaces. It was mind boggling too when I first discovered Morris Street. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It was beautiful though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was probably yeah, that was like when I was on my solo shit before Ghost Gun. This was like 2012 when you first got into that. Yeah, uh, no, when I first went and discovered Morris Street and oh. Fountain Square. Ooh, yeah. ooh, that's history. Yeah, yeah. So this was like that, that, the, the cold sprite mansion. That was, <laughs> I'm silly saying it, but it was 945. Yeah. I mean, that whole block. All right. So yeah, what this was is it like, like all right, bro, you have no have idea. No idea. No. Okay. So this was like when I f- kind of just start to get to know more of the the different genres and the different scenes in the city Mm -hmm. um my homie uh moose who my class i fucking made albums with david moose adams he adamson he was in a band called juca box shout out to him shout out to yeah moose yeah shout out moose and uh i did a song with him and he was like on tour with like margo and the nuclear so-and-sos and like Big like he's touring Europe. He was going all over the place, yeah. and uh, I did a song with him, and we we're gonna practice for at the time it was Broad Ripple Music Fest, and mm-hmm. we we're playing the Vogue. And uh, I went to practice with him, and he's like, "Meet me at nine four five. He gave me the address. I get down there, and bro, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Like being a kid going down there and seeing like five houses literally at a time having band practices so it's a street and like every other house there was like you know just musicians uh, like four five different houses it's hard like during the day it's like you know two or three in the (laughs) afternoon on like a tuesday and it's just like these just like it's just like a gang of misfit like musicians that don't have shit but they're like making some of the coolest art. They're making some of the fucking fires music. And it's all, it was lawless. It was like when Fountain Square was just like, there was nothing there, but like this like deep underground 
just unit of people. And you were you would you say you were one of the people to uh not, start introducing rap into the scene? I feel like yeah. I yeah. feel like I will you know, and like people say like back in like the nineties, I feel like uh Indiana Jones and yeah. Rusty and all them, they were playing shows in the theater building and doing stuff like that and Dickie Fox and all them. They had a wave, a, but, a real um, one. Yeah, yeah. But like I feel like in twenty twelve, like when Cataracts, like Jacob Gardner started Cataracts Music Fest and that was like Garage Rock and Psych Rock he, was he huge. He told me about that. It was it was he huge. Said those shits was going so he's crazy. having like Burger Records bands from like like national like indie touring bands all play in a festival and it's all free it's in houses and backyards yeah it was crazy that really lit the fire underneath like what what fountain square is today that's awesome yeah so okay i know you do a lot of things yeah right and it's hard for me to kind of figure out when you were how how long we going so far uh can you see Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Yeah. yeah we're, all right. So we snapping. Yo. Hey, I'm starting to get comfortable. That's right, cool. For everybody out there listening to my voice. All right. I hear my voice in my ears, and it's weird, my nigga. So I'm out here, man. Let's go ahead, and go crazy. You feel me? Hey, hey. Shout out to everybody who's been sticking around too for this damn yeah, long. Good. You feel me? Hey, if anybody want to sponsor this damn podcast, highlight your boy. You know what I mean? I'm trying to motherfucking get this shit nasty. Like it's just shit going crazy. But uh, anyways, so. Let's see. I know that you, for a minute, I've been watching you. And when you started doing, you had a cooking show at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did You know I was going to mention this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking let's do lunch. Yeah, hell shit yeah. Let's fired. do lunch, bro. That shit was crazy. Oh, look, yeah. look, y'all. This man. And you can, it's still on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, you can YouTube that. You yeah, had like two or three seasons, right? Two seasons, two yeah. Two seasons. The second season crazy. snapped. Yeah, that we snapped. We had a, it was like damn near Wayne's World on acid. No, it was shit. crazy because yeah. uh, the set was designed by the Droops, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Y'all had puppets. Yeah, the, they did the art direction with the, the set design, puppets. We had damn near like 15 the people, puppets, the the droops, yeah, Emily Gable, oh, and Paul Pelsu, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had like there was like 12 or 15 people on just the fucking crew. You had guests come through, yeah, you would cook with them. Mm-hmm. We'd have chefs in the city come through, yeah, like at like you know like really respectable fire restaurants, you know. And then at the end James of it, James Beard Award chefs and stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. you around and have a whole performance. Yeah, so it was like a variety show. So we had the food, then we had the live performance. What and made then, you do this, dude? Man, I feel... I just need to know. <clears throat> so I feel like there... I started it in my last year of college, and I had this like crazy studio uh, at the ComTech Lab at Cavanaugh Hall. Um... And it was free. Like, this, like, no one was using it. And it was retro as hell. Like, everything was so analog. And, like, this was, like, before everyone's using, like, the VHS apps on their phone and trying to make everything gritty. Like, (laughs) we literally had... Everything we shot on, we shot on VHS cameras. We used the titler, the analog titler machine. And, um... Yeah. And we had, like, the headsets. It was, like, a real legit operation it was amazing it looked like a full production tv show yeah it was it was straight up a full we had a sound dude dimitri's on the sound like we had you know puppets we had uh we had the after potty scene where we literally had like a straight up like two urinals a bathroom and we would just talk about art like people would do conceptual art in the city so i feel like it was just kind of like uh, just a piece to show that there's like cool shit going on here in Indianapolis. And see, that is that was why the whole I'm reason. That's why yeah. I'm doing this because Straight you're up. one of the people that kind of first showed me that you can kind of think of something mm-hmm. and just get down and do it. Yeah, and yeah. that's something that a lot of people I know. Everybody has ideas. Mm-hmm. Everybody's always expressing what they feel like you know needs to happen or what should be going down. Mm-hmm. But you're one of the people who I've totally seen with my own two eyes. Has been like this is what I I feel like doing. Yeah. And somehow you just get it together and you've actually put it out. It actually happens. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't even know how you, like, because I'm one of those people who I got a million ideas and I will never get started mm-hmm. until just recently, like, mm-hmm. you know, because making music and, and dropping is the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, being you, being yourself is the easiest thing. But uh, if I were to just say right now that I wanted to put together what you did with Let's Do Lunch, 
I'd feel that's like it's so crazy. I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, and I and I I can only uh, like nod that and throw a claim to all the folks that helped me do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Shout it wasn't just me. Shout yeah, out to Tubbs, who else? Who else? Yeah. Jeremy Tubbs, Nate Kramansky's crazy ass. <laughs> Even Polly Polly Gallimore when I first were we were classmates at IUPUI. Like um, there's there was a lot of there's there's a crew a solid crew. It was pretty much like a lightning in the bottle moment too. We're yeah. trying to coordinate and get everyone on the same page like once a month you know it's hard of like then i mean we'd start shooting at like 10 p.m like it'd be late and it'd be like something always went awry there'd be drink on the set people be smoking like <laughs> it was it was crazy and there were some breakdowns this? this so this was like uh 2016 yeah, yeah. we all over 2015 i, I feel like i'm kind of kind of getting we're it in a row yeah yeah, yeah but i'm trying all right. to yeah. all right so so what do we went over we went over your beginnings of rap yeah uh kind of around college mm -hmm. um and then we started talking about ghost gun summer yep uh, uh -huh. we talked about <clears throat> the shows and the and the mm -hmm. scene uh let's see although we talked about your cooking show yeah now yeah. let's get into the band you're in oh yeah white moms yeah 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 Dude, i went to one of the, i went to a few of y'all shows now and yeah. i got a t-shirt because it's, <laughs> it's fire shout out adam wallenberg you yeah know, me coming through with that motherfucker but uh Man, what what made you? How did you meet them? Yeah, so Charlene, I was who's all in the group. Charlene Birdsong, Co, Kristen Newborn, Kristen Newborn, mm -hmm. um, and Dimitri Morris. And none yeah. of, none of you are white. Yeah, none of us are white. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. straight up Afro punk. <laughs> so yeah, I so when I lived in Fountain Square at the time, I was with Jeremy Tubbs and Charlene Birdsong was our roommate she just moved here from bloomington she was in a surf rock all-girl surf rock band that's hard called the tsunamis awesome um shout out to them and uh i hate saying all, scratch that it's just a surf rock band don't yeah and uh they're fire yeah and um charlene was was my roommate so she had like instruments and i had my organ and stuff we were messing around and co hit us up uh, hit me up and messaged me and was like, I want to start an all black rock and roll band. And I was like, Yeah, that sounds fire. I mean, I really don't know how to play yeah. that many instruments, but I can try and do something. So it was Co, Charlene, and I, and we were just rocking around. We're like, Man, we need one more person. And at the time, Dimitri was doing his headdress records. He's, he still does headdress records, but he's from Wabash, moved here, and he's a straight like rock and roller. Um, and I met him at the Cataracts, that festival I was talking about. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll play. So we're, shit, we got together in our basement and we're just jamming. We're, and it was just like real hard rock and roll shit. You're all cool as fuck, man. And we're like, lie. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that was when I first started picking up instruments, bro. Like that was, a, I picked up a bass. I had no idea how to play keys and had no idea how to play bass. I literally had no music training, no theory, knowledge, nothing that. How'd you learn? So just repetition. Like yeah. I, you know, but help. Charlene was there and I'd play something. And yeah, it was just me just being high and just messing around. Did you yeah. ever like really get down to learning scales and shit like that? So then it wasn't until like recent, you know, not until like the last like year or two yeah. is where I like got like a guitar book and I was like watching hella YouTube videos and trying to figure out scales and all that that's stuff. That's what I'm trying to get into now. So that's why, you know, I'm saying like, and it doesn't like, oh, I'm too young or I'm too old to do it. Like, there's people that pick it up anytime. It doesn't matter. That's what I love about you. Yeah. So we were jamming. Uh, we were playing. And we're like, damn, we're trying to think of a name. And we, we were like thinking, thinking. I was like, damn, let's do White Moms. <laughs> because white, because Charlene and I have White Moms. Yeah, you both mixed. And then Co was like, yeah, I have a White Mom too. I'm adopted. Oh, that's awesome. And we're like, flex. And we're like, well, we can't because Dimitri, I mean, Dimitri's dark, dark. <laughs> and we're like, there's no way. And he's like, I actually do have a white mom. He was adopted as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> so, so, awesome. so, yeah. Hey, y'all snapped. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, like, we just went out, like, we went, went brazy. Yeah. So yeah. we were just playing and. Have y'all yeah, been on got tour? On after, yeah. Yeah. We went on tour the first time last summer. Yeah. I went down south. Nice. Um, yeah. It was it was cool, yeah. 
Um, would, would you say it felt the same as um, being around with Gigi? No, no. so the, I feel like it felt more refreshing just because it was like, one, it was a whole other experience because I'm like loading in actual equipment. Like yeah. we're picking up like drums, amps, guitars. Sure. It was a whole other experience. That come with a lot. Yeah, and it was like, damn, it felt good. I felt, I look, not that I didn't look forward to playing shows, like hip hop shit, mm-hmm. but I feel like, I, it was fun kind of just like being tucked in the background, just like worrying about playing an instrument. Yeah. And it was cool. Like I looked forward to playing shows like yeah. every night. It you was got, fun. You're pretty good, dude. It was fun. Yeah. And and like you got better. We got better. Like you got tour tied again by the end of it. Yeah, and I know like, y'all, y'all switch the instruments, right? Yeah. We switch it up. Yeah. What do you play? So I play bass guitar and I play keys. Nice. Yep. Very mm-hmm. nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Okay, uh, got the band out the way. Yeah, got the band out the way. <laughs> you do a lot of shit, man. Yeah. I guess it's two more topics, right? Yeah. First, I wanted to talk about uh, your most recent project, uh, yeah. Michael Rain Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're just all over the place, Mr. Mr. Crazy Man. Yeah. And uh, that was actually really, really, really neat to hear you just do something, not only not a band, Right, you weren't rapping really. Mm-mm. You yeah. did a, a, what would you call it? What genre is that? Man, so it's like I feel like it's just electronic, like lo-fi electronic soul music is what I call it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. So like, kind of segueing into like after actually picking up instruments and playing with White Moms, I began to just like start buying just like keys and. Uh, you know, just the drum machines and like a whole bunch of analog equipment stuff that I didn't, you know, use a computer to yeah. to create. I seen all that shit in your room. I was like, wow, yeah. how do you even put this stuff together? Yeah, so it was probably like around like 2015, 2016. No, it was like 2016, 2017 is when I started like kind of just writing stuff. Um, and I would literally build a station of just instruments and I made like a loop station. So everything I would do, I essentially would like make off a metronome click and I'd make just like melodies and stuff. I was going through a really crazy time. I was living in a house by myself in Fountain Square. Like I had this like two bedroom house. I was by myself. I was in like kind of isolation on some like on some like Jack Nicholson and uh and the shining type. Yeah. And um yeah, I was man, it was just like pouring out. And it was weird because it was like I didn't feel like rapping. And I I just like kept on making these like weird loop metal melodies and I just felt like it was very therapeutic and it spoke to me and I was like very inspired at the time. It's beautiful. It made me feel like you were possessed when I first heard that shit. I was like, wow, he's really tapping into something like that is just incredible. Yeah. And I feel like that's the beauty of making music. That's my way of that's my therapy. That's my way of like being able to talk to something that is always going to be there. It's not going to leave me. It's not going to do me dirty. It's not going to just disappear. It ain't fake. Like yeah. it's just something that's always inside of me and I know that I can use it as just like a blanket or a coping mechanism. You know, I like to talk about that um when people are they think it's a phase that I make music mm-hmm. or that it's something like if you, what if this doesn't work? Yeah. And it's oh, never been that. about that. Yeah. And you know I guess now that it, it it can possibly be a career, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of puts kind of a little bit more pressure on you. Yeah. But I always say, yo, if I never even got any attention off this shit, I will always still be rapping. Yeah. Or if I never rap, like I would, I would make music in some way. Yeah. It's just a part of me at this point. It's a party. It's a part of your spirit. It's a it's it's therapy. It's just uh, it's very important. And I and I I can only I couldn't imagine. I could never imagine anyone just like trying to deal with stress or depression or trying to like cope with like obstacles or Mm -hmm. shit that's in their way or like what's messing them up inside um and not having that outlet to be able to create or do stuff i feel like that's kind of like an a testament to like all the things i have going on or what i try to do and dabble in is because I'm so crazy yeah. inside my head. I feel like my mind's going all over. And if it wasn't for, you know, cooking shows or hip hop festivals or making music or whatever, I wouldn't be able to to let it out. I guess I'd just be like drunk at like 
Sam Silver Circle every day. Right. Nah, for sure. And you know, that's kind of, that's something that really uh, keeps me, I don't know, curious and and excited about being from here because I feel like everybody that I've met through this music shit is, is kind of related to me in that same way. You know, that, Everybody kind of goes in, and they've been going at it for a long time, you know. And and it, it it's not like it hasn't gone anywhere either. We've no. all been climbing up at a very good, steady pace. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about being in Indianapolis, Indiana, is that there is still paths to be created. There's still, you know, there's so much. There's so much that isn't here yet. Yeah, there's so much that isn't here yet, and there's still just like that. Uh, you know that void that um people are trying to find right. which is cool that's why it's hard you know sometimes to just some days i wake up and i'm like this place is trash i can't stand it and then yeah. some days i wake up and i'm like it's the most beautiful place in the world it's amazing i notice you know? when i leave here and i come back bro i'll be sick like other people's music scenes ain't nothing the no way we it isn't and i can say i mean i remember yeah you go to california being like oakland and san francisco and mm-hmm. be like Damn, like Indianapolis is way tighter. Yeah, I'll be here. I feel, I feel good. Uh, What made you? No, I guess because now I want to go ahead and segue into trees. Yeah, yeah. Which is our. uh, Well, I'll let you explain because I want you to kind of start off with real quickly how you just decided that you were gonna do it because it's something that I've wondered why there isn't a music festival around. I know I've seen people throw things, throw shows, have yeah. a bunch of people on it, call it a festival. Yeah, yeah. But you really went and took a whole lot of people yeah. and put them in a whole lot of venues in one area. Yeah, one and, area. I mean, we haven't had, I don't even think we've had a fight yet. <laughs> have we? <laughs> has, has anybody been shot? Like, come on. It's beautiful. It's amazing, yo. I mean, it's an all-hip-hop festival. It is, straight up. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so what made you do this? What made you so decide? It was, it was actually the night that, I feel like the, first night i met you at pizza king was when it was kind of conceived yeah um yo was it was that this that was the show right it was a show i, th- I think it was like uh vacation club mm-hmm. and that was a crazy show you were on it yeah. um ghost gun was on it my folks was, like was throwing group. uh they was throwing uh paper airplanes around yeah it was it was crazy <laughs> but any uh so it's like this is Pizza King. It's this little pizza shop, and we have like it's packed. There's like a hundred kids just crammed in this thing. Yeah, because it was like a back area, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like a dining area room. I mean, it looked like it was as big as a double it wide trailer. Like a little venue or something. I was like, yo, how the fuck are we all in here right yeah. now performing? And I was I was on the board of Musical Family Tree at the time, and John Rogers is. I was like, what am I doing? I never been on like a board. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like so out of place. I didn't know how I could contribute and. John Rogers is like, you know, trying to, we're trying to think of ways. And that night I was like, man, it'd be kind of crazy if there was just like a festival, just all hip hop festival and just in the square. And it's almost like Austin in that there's so, it's such a concentrated area with venues and you could walk it everywhere. That's a fact. So I was like, man, I think I'm going to try it. And it it came together so organically is because I had, relationships i played all these venues Mm -hmm. i know so many rappers you know i mean i played shows with everyone i played shows with all y'all play you know i mean i felt like i had a good you know finger to the pulse of specifically in the square and what i I do want to know is how you convinced them all to do it because there weren't I, i never really saw that many rap shows in these venues yeah yeah so i feel like i was accustomed to me just hopping on bills yeah like multi-genre bills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and people showing that like hip hop isn't just some just like hood ass dude just trying to fuck your place up you know what yeah. i'm saying like it's accessible it's the most powerful genre in the world right now mm-hmm. and i feel like that's another accust- that's another you know you can accustom that factor into it you factor that into the whole thing of how it is like just hip-hop is just so crazy right now it is no it really is and it's almost just like it's just kind of caught wind like right at this like perfect time (laughs) with with the fact that like i feel like indianapolis is being more like culturally diverse i guess you should say that be and they realize that you know people are you know coming out and supporting 
all kinds of different genres and yeah i feel like slowly you know. but surely everybody's coming to accept each other yeah you know and and i think it's solely because of trees i feel like you've put everybody in, into one place yeah from all over the city all over the city yeah one day and, and it's yeah. been a lot of drama it's yeah been a lot of talk <laughs> yeah a lot people of crazy shit. it's crazy like um being in a position for the first time in my life where I don't know people. People don't know me, and then be like, like absolutely despise me. When yeah. it's like I've, I've no control. It's something that's bigger than me at this point. I try to let things know, like, bro, he's still a rapper, bro. He just be chilling. <laughs> but what was your vision for this at first? So my vision was just essentially just to have one day and celebrate hip hop culture in the city of Indianapolis. And the main thing is to have the majority of that bill be from people in Indiana and the Midwest. Yeah. This is the most important thing to me. I like how it's grown so far. It's been it's, amazing. It's been pretty crazy how it's just like organically and naturally just kind of progressed. It's coming yeah. up. It's coming up. You yeah. got uh, Trees Presents now. Yeah. And then so like last year, Trees Presents was we partnered with Live Nation to help with those shows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was just like Live Nation. I wasn't too sure about yeah, it. For sure. But the one thing that, that made me want to go ahead with it is to being able to offer local cats positions to be able to open up for national cats which is beautiful which is cool it's like seeing fresh does it open up for fucking playboy cardi or stuff like that you know what i mean like seeing paris get up and rock yeah paris rocking you know what i mean mulacan rocking like i feel like it's that's important to like be able to offer that opportunity which it's sometimes it's difficult because like the national the touring but like the tour comes through and you try you, we always are just requesting all the time they need support 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 sometimes they don't but when they do we're ready you know what i mean to offer that and i For think sure. that's what's the most important part of it see but yeah that the whole trees presents that's morphed into something the festival is gonna be the fifth year august 24th and yeah eight venues we got the theater building this year which i'd never thought in a million years that would be a thing to that's be awesome, able to man. have the the theater building is one of the venues, so yeah. it's cool. It's a blessing. I'm glad to see like the city finally recognizing and like you know accepting us as like you know a cultural force because hip hop is a cultural force. Now, yeah. where do you want to see it go at some point? Um, I know, I know, it's getting yeah further it's, and further out of your hands. It is. It's really getting further and further out of my hands. But uh, uh you know, I. The last year brought Ron Miner, Indiana Jones on, and Jay Brookins. Jay Brookins and Sirius Black, they do a lot of the curating and scheduling and help out with that. Yeah. I kind of just help, like, button and cross the T's and dot the I's and help, you know, kind of just, like, guide the festival. Ron and Jay, I feel like, do more of the Trees Present stuff. I'm just kind of, you know, just chilling. But you see it staying all hip-hop forever? <laughs> you ever think of doing a... You know, like a putting punk like, set out putting there. Punk set. Yeah. I mean, maybe I feel like if it makes sense, yeah, you know, for sure. I, I, it's got to be tasteful. Everything when I do, when I curate stuff, it's got to be tasteful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, I don't want it to be. I, me personally, I don't want it to be a multi-day fest. Yeah. But I feel like you on I that. feel like that's might be a thing. Just I don't the know. Question, because yeah. I, I know one of the biggest introductions to me in the in the scene was being at shows where. There are rock bands and punk mm-hmm. bands with the hip hop yeah. sets, but you know that's just I was just thinking. But also, mm-hmm. uh, in the future, I know I don't want to just call you a rapper at this point. You know, <laughs> yeah. after everything we talked about, everything yeah. I know about you, yeah. I don't even think that's it. I think I think you're. I'm an artist, just, bro. Like I just like uh, I'm trying to just create, whether it be you know making a rock and roll song or making a rap song yeah. or uh just creating some kind of crazy visual or creating an art space like i'm just i'm just like a, a, an artist at this point i feel and one of the one of the main reasons why i wanted <laughs> you to be my first person that i talked to is because it kind of fits the theme that i want to use for this podcast uh I, I listen to podcasts all the time and I kind of find it hard to relate to motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I know there's somebody out there in this city that is either real young or real old or, or just disconnected. You know, maybe, maybe they haven't been on, on 
the scene that we're a part of or or maybe they they're not sure if if they care you know or, or if they fuck with anybody that's out there they don't even know what's going on yeah. uh and there's people that they need to hear the stories of everybody out here you know yeah i want to talk to a lot of the people that are in this city cuz there's so many of us doing it from from every age range and um side not even just indianapolis you know mm-hmm. and i feel like that's my main goal is to kind of get their voices out there and their stories told uh, from from another artist, from another rapper, yeah. I feel like it's a good perspective. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna try not to share too much about myself. Maybe maybe interview myself one day. You feel <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe had a maybe had a boys come through. Maybe we can do some 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 random shit. You yeah. know, I don't even know. Sure kind of playing it by ear. But uh, what's the future looking like for you? You know yet? Man, I'm still gonna keep grinding. I'm still there's still tours in the works. There's still albums. I'm not done ra- rapping. I'm I'm still gonna create. I'm still gonna try and push myself. There's some big. There's some big things that are coming up. Yeah, for sure. Some top secret stuff. I'm not like a, a type to announce. Yeah. I yeah. just. I. I love to just be. You know, real you gotta, G's moving silence type gotta, dude. Yeah, being cut. Yeah, being a cut. Yeah, you know, shit Pop out with the Uzi. Yeah. Stupid ass. <laughs> nah, yeah. but look. Uh, I appreciate you, bro. And yeah, and one thing you, that bro. I wanna I wanna use this to show everybody is, um, what am I thinking? I want you all to know out there, anybody listening to this, that you don't need a whole lot of money, you don't need a whole lot of handouts, you don't need uh, a whole lot of help from from professionals and and big placements and all this other stuff. If if you have an idea, don't be afraid to just to just hit the ground and say, I, I feel like doing this and I just want to go ahead and go, you know, take the steps and, and see and try to try as much as you can on your own. And you never, you never know where the shit can end up at. And I feel like Oreo Jones is one of the, one of the very, one of my favorite examples of that. He's, he's been doing it for a minute, man. And the future is bright for for this guy, you know, and it's not all about him either. The whole city's getting involved in this yeah. in this crazy shit we got going on here, man. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's a good time to wrap this shit up, right? Ooh. Where we at? Uh, it's been I don't even. It's been an hour for sure. I told niggas I was like, man, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm try to keep this shit short. I, I don't even like my voice like that. Yeah, I don't like hearing me. Bro, we got like an hour and six minutes, bro. Perfect. Wow. Wow. I, amazing. <laughs> look. All right. So, look, man. Shout out to everybody out there yeah. uh, listening to this, man. Thank you, Oreo. Bro, Oreo thank Jones. you for having me, man. I appreciate it for uh, real. Man, shout out to, shout out to everybody, all, all the creatives out here and everybody listening. Even if you don't make nothing, man. If you if you dream chasing or if, if you're just living your life, man, I just hope you're happy. And I want you to do one thing, and that is to tell somebody you love them tomorrow. First thing in the morning, man. Uh, my name is Draco McCoy. And I'm out.